You are now tuned in to the People the Book Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the People of the Book Podcast. This is your host, Jared BX, where we talk about all things pertaining to the people of the book. First and foremost, all praise to the Most High and Shalom to all my brothers and sisters. Very excited for today's, uh, this week's uh, episode. And um, I just want to thank everybody for the support. Thank everybody who uh, has been reaching out to me, hitting me up with questions and all of that. I truly appreciate it. Um, of course, you know, in these times where we're seeing a lot of upheaval in the world, um, these are all very calculated things. And for those who lack discernment and understanding of scripture, um, they will fall into the deception. So be not deceived, guys. Continue to ask the most how to give you wisdom and understanding so you know what's going on. But this episode, man, is going to be very uh <clears throat> very deep like like I tell y'all in other ones take notes stop you can look up these things for yourself and uh this one yeah go ahead to ride with me on this one this was going this one's going to be called war on Israel war on Israel as we can see there's a lot of stuff going on in the media right now but we're going to get into the word but without further ado I'm going to hit y'all with that mission statement The People the Book podcast was created with the emphasis to educate and edify the Negro, Black, African-American community through biblical, historical, geographical, scientific evidence, etc. about our true Hebrew-Israelite heritage and origins. On this podcast, we will approach our topics and discussions based upon 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21 through 22, but test everything that is said, hold on to what is good, stay away from every kind of evil, and 2 Timothy 2 and 15 through 16, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but son profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. We will provide biblical and practical knowledge and solutions to help our community grow and prosper as a people. Disclaimer, if you have not done the research, please do not leave negative or uneducated comments. Everything on this podcast will be backed and proven with tangible evidence. Also, this podcast or myself is not affiliated with any quote-unquote Hebrew-Israelite camps. Alright guys, so let's dive in. I know your timeline and the news has been flooded with this war between quote-unquote the Israeli state and Palestine. Palestine. But I'm going to explain what's really going on to you, you know. Unfortunately, many people who claim to profess the Messiah have been greatly deceived by the false Jews. And it's <laughs> for those people who are, don't study, uh, for those people who, you know, this rubs them the wrong way is because, you know, you lack knowledge. And there's nothing wrong with that. At one point, I've lacked knowledge. And then once I asked the Most High for wisdom, he gave it to me. But sometimes the very things we're confused on or the very things that we we despise. There's a saying that most times people hate what they don't understand. 
when you've been deceived to the point where you can't see what's really truth, your whole theology, your whole vision is blurred. So I'll give you an example coming into this. You know, we see these quote-unquote Jews. They're not. They are Europeans. They're not Jews. Well, they're, they're not from the ancient Hebrews. They're not the descendants. You know, we see that these people, it's no secret, and you can look this up. This is not a conspiracy theory. They own the media outlets. They own the banks. They own the mass majority of, you know, every major corporation. They own the mass majority of the record labels, the basketball and football teams and whatnot. These people literally have their hand in everything. And if I, for example, had to control a story and control a certain narrative, what I would do is do what they're doing. And that's, they have their hand in everything so that if you say anything against them, they come, they're coming for you. And not only that, they control what's being spoken on the media and what's being said in the, in, on, you know, on the TV, the news, and the movies, whatever. So we see all these quote-unquote beheadings and killings of babies and all of that. But when you actually ask them for the numbers, the news outlets are confirming that they're false. These are the news outlets confirming them. After they gave you the false information, they, they redact and retract them like, oh, wait a minute, this didn't really happen. For example, Piers Morgan, a well-known news reporter uh, from the UK, he got caught in a lie on live television. You see what I'm saying? Talking about over 40, quote-unquote, Jewish babies were beheaded, but none of it could be confirmed. There was no confirmations of that. So these people are putting together a plot, and I'll explain furthermore on why they're doing it. All right, but we're going to get into some scriptures. Isaiah 60, chapter 18, it says, Violence shall no, shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy wall salvation, and thy gates praise. So if you read Isaiah chapter 60, the Most High is giving a prophecy through, of course, the prophet Isaiah. And he's speaking about the new Zion on when our people will be inhabiting the land again. And he said that there will be no more violence in the land or no destruction within the borders. So if quote unquote prophecy came to pass the way it's supposed to come to pass, according to these people's theology. Why is it that there's violence currently going on in their land if the word says that there will be no more violence? These are questions people don't ask. These are things that people don't study. This is why people got to understand precept upon precept, line upon line. You cannot create theologies and, and ideologies off of isolated scriptures. Every scripture, it says it in the book of Isaiah that we had to do this thing by precept, precept upon precept, line upon line. Or, or Jeremiah, one of those. So that prophecy has not come to pass. There's violence taking place in that land right now. So we see there's, there's, there's some inconsistencies when we start to study who these people are living there and what's going on. 
And what people don't realize is that most of theology has been driven by Zionist ideals. What people don't realize is that those who claim to be the Jews, they practice Judaism and all that, is mixed with most of what's in the Talmud. The Talmud is not the Holy Torah, the law, the you know, the Bible. It's not that. And they mix they mix it with also other things like uh mysticism and Kabbalism. That's why if you pay attention close to all these numbers they're calling out, they saying, you know, they said six million Jews died during the Holocaust, six thousand people died, six hundred people this. They always bring up the mark of the beast. Not only that, that star on their flag is a hexagram. And for those who have common sense and know what a hex is, you know it's something demonic. It's a six-pointed star. That's the star of reference. That's a demonic star. And if you study occultism, if you study what the witches and warlocks know, they will tell you that that is one of the highest ranking symbols in Satanism, in occultism. But yet that's on their that's on their flag. And what people don't understand, I'm sorry, what people don't understand is that David, that's what they call it the star of David. David never had a star. And no, that's not his initials. That's another false teaching. David never had a star. That why would the most high give something demonic for his servant David to use? You see what I'm saying? So people understand. People do things without context and understanding. You know, you could look, you could look this stuff up, like people. But but when people, I I I'll, I'll continue because I don't even want to get hot. You're gonna continue, right? So these these people, they're living in violence. They're going to war. They're going back and forth. They they're doing all this destruction in the world. Uh, these people are destroying people. The, the, these fake Jews. Yet people are supporting them, right? Let's go to Luke 21, 24. And y'all probably heard this multiple times from me, but this is our Messiah speaking. He says, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So the Messiah was prophesying the destruction of Jerusalem. And that's one thing. When the Messiah prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem. He also prophesied the destruction of the temple. He said that not one stone would stand upon each other from the temple. There would be nothing. It would be brought to the ground. There would be nothing standing up. But you see those people over there in the Israeli state going on the wailing wall requesting their prayers. But when you actually study what that wall is, that that was from a Roman fortress from... uh. From the time that Rome started conquering uh, Jerusalem in 78, uh, between the 60 AD and 70 AD, something around there. This, this is historically documented. So if Christ said that there would be not even a single stone standing upon each other from that temple, how is there a wall that was left over? These are things that people don't pay attention to. But yet people, they're always on the media, they're always in the news so you have been psychologically conditioned to believe that these people are the real thing. But they're praying to a wall that wasn't even part of the temple. So either, you know, Christ is lying or somebody else is lying. If Christ said there's not going to be one stone standing upon each other, 
then I'm going to believe Christ. I'm not going to believe these clowns. I'm not going to believe with the media. I'm not going to believe these false historians. We're going to believe in Christ. Study the real history. For anybody that, that, that has any, uh, any objections, just study. The information is out there. You don't, you don't have to take any of my words for it. Just study. So the second part of this. So it says, it says that, you know, that our people will be led in, uh, away captive into all nations. We are the only people group that has been led captive into all nations. There's no other group of people that have been led captive into all nations. This is historical. All right. And then the word says in Jerusalem shall be trodden down of Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. We know that the time of the Gentiles is not fulfilled until the second coming of our Messiah per scripture, per prophecy. So if Christ has not come yet. The time of the Gentiles has not been fulfilled, correct? And if the time of the Gentiles has not been fulfilled and the word says that they will be that land will be trodden down by the Gentiles. Then those people living over there cannot be the people that the Most High was talking about. These people are Gentiles. They're from the seed of Japheth. All right. So we're going to get into Joel chapter three now, verses one through six. And, and this is going to be a lot of scriptures. I just need you to understand where we're going with this. So it says, for behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. I will also gather all nations. And I, I went over that in one of the previous episodes. Not all the nations have been gathered yet together in the world to be judged by the most high yet. And it says, and I will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them for my people and for my heritage, Israel. So the most high has not come down to speak to all the nations to judge them. Yet some mystical, magical way, these people were able to sign a treaty, a man-made treaty done by men. And they took the land that don't belong to them when they have no DNA evidence to that land or none of it. All right. So let's continue. It says uh, for my for my heritage, Israel, whom they scattered among the nations and parted my land. These people have divided up, the, up that whole land, the, that whole Gaza Strip, the whole Suez Canal. And, and what they did with the Suez Canal is, is very, uh, very deceitful because we know that the quote unquote Middle East is not the Middle East. It was really northern Africa. And that was done for political purposes and also to continue with their narrative, because if you understood that all of that area was Africa, people automatically would know that these people that are supposed to be there are supposed to be dark or brown peoples, black peoples. Well, I won't say black. I'll say, you know, <laughs> dark peoples, dark skinned peoples. Right. So and they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot and sold a girl for wine and they that they might drink. Yea, and what have ye to do with me, O Tyrus and uh, Sidon, and all the coast of Palestine? Will ye rent? Will ye render me a recompense? So, what the Most High was saying is that after He judges all these nations, He's gonna question the nations that really set up our people bad. This hasn't taken place yet. So it says swiftly and speedily, 
I will return, return your recompense on your own head. Because ye have taken my silver and my gold and have carried into your t and have carried into your temples my goodly pleasant things. The children of uh, also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have ye sold unto the Grecians that ye might remove them far from their border. So what's crazy here is that <laughs> this is a lot to unpack, right? So like I said, we're the only group of people that have been sold and removed far from our borders on the four corners of the earth, according to scriptures. There's historical documentation of our people being traded for prostitutes and liquor. So that fulfills that prophecy. The Grecians are the Greeks, Romans, and their descendants. Who are the descendants of the Greeks and Romans and all these cats? America, Britain, Rome, Spain, Portugal, and all these guys. That tortured our people and did everything to our people. Alright. Point number four. Let's go to Zephaniah chapter 3 verses 9 through 13. For then will I turn to the people a pure language. That they may call upon the name of Yahuwah, Yahweh, To serve him with one consent. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my suppliants, my people, even the daughter of my dispersed descendants, shall bring mine offering. In that day shalt, uh, in that day shalt thou not be ashamed for all thy doings wherein thou hast transgressed against me. For for then I will take away out of the midst of thee them that rejoice in thy pride, and thou shalt not be thou shalt no more be haughty because of my holy mountain. I also leave in the midst of thee an afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of Yahweh, Yahuwah. The remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity nor speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. So I know it's a lot in this verse. So that, that was Zephaniah chapter 3 verses 9 through 13. You study that on your own time. So what's being broken down here is that there was a prophecy that said that our people will come back from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. If you study the map, if you study where Ethiopia is from, if you study the rivers that was going through Ethiopia... That was all through the Sudan, all the way up into West Africa. Not only that, if you study history all the way up, up until probably the 1700s, the Atlantic Ocean was called the Ethiopian Ocean. And then when our people were dispersed through the waters, they were really going over the Ethiopian Ocean beyond the rivers, the waters, west Of where Israel was. I, I, I don't know if y'all picking that up. So you got to really understand what's going on here. Not only that, it says in verse 13 again. It says that neither shall they have a deceitful tongue. And they shall feed and lie down and none shall make them afraid. So if these people are... In that land, and it's their promised land, why are some of them fearing for their lives right now? 
Why is war wreaking havoc right now? This is why you got to understand the scriptures and read the word. Study to show yourself approved. You can't just run with one thing and just listen to one thing and not understand the Bible in its entirety. That's why a lot a lot of problems with uh, what people understand today is because they don't read the entire Bible. It's like they, you know, they pick and choose what they want to read from the New Testament. And if it's something motivational from the Psalms or something for wisdom, Proverbs. But yet. People don't want to read the entire Bible and then you missing pieces as you can't put the puzzle together. If you're not reading, <laughs> you can't put the car together. If you ain't reading the, the entire instruction manual, you can't do it. So let's go to Ezekiel. Like I went to last time, Ezekiel chapter 37, 19 to 20, uh, 23, say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim. And the, uh, and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, will put um, him together with the stick of Judah and make them one stick. So we know that the Most High, through Ezekiel, gave the prophecy. Excuse me, let me get some water. Sorry about that. Through Ezekiel and the prophecy that they will be rejoined again at one point, Right? And then let's go to 20, and it says in the sticks, whereon, whereon thou writest shall be in the hand before thy, their eyes, and saying to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither there be, they be gone, and will gather them on every side. And it's funny because the you know those people living over in the Israeli state use this out of context, but for some reason they can only claim the southern tribe which is Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. They don't know where the other 10 tribes are. So how did they get the land if they don't know where the other 10 tribes are? Because the prophecy says that they will be joined together. All of them, all of us will be joined together. And no, I don't subscribe to the ideology that the Native Americans and that all Hispanics and stuff and Mexicans is part of the 12 tribes of Israel. No, I believe that they're scattered through Africa according to History and according to geography, you know, our people that was brought over here in ships um, to the islands and wherever, wherever else they took us. But no, I don't believe that because we don't even have the same DNA. It's just it's not possible. Now, if it was your descendants were taken to those places. Yeah, but not just any anybody. And I don't believe in that 12 tribes chart that these camps be talking or that hoopla. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the key point to this scripture here says 23, neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned and I will cleanse them. So shall they be my people and I will be their God. So what's very important here to understand is that when our people are going back into the land, we will all be reunited, the 10 northern tribes plus um, the tri the southern tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, and we will serve the Most High. We won't be out here defiling ourselves, but these people out there, they don't even believe in Christ. They follow the Talmud. They follow Kabbalism. Like these people will tell you themselves that they uphold Kabbalism and all that stuff higher and the Talmud higher. 
there's videos of these quote unquote rabbis that they have that say that the without the without the Talmud, their oral law, their oral oral history, that the Bible is just a bunch of uh, voodoo. That's that's per their own people. These people teach. Look it up. People think people think these are chosen people. Y'all riding for the wrong people, man. Yeah, riding riding for the wrong people. People people listen to these cats and they like, oh yeah, these are God's people. Nah, study. There's another video of this rabbi talking about that the reason that um the Most High made Eve for Adam is because. He kept having sex with animals. This was per his own words, right? Yeah, these are the most high's chosen people. They have that they have that land and and he said that there will be no lying in their tongue anymore, nor there will be detestable things or transgressions. That that don't sound like that's what it is. That don't sound like that's what it is. Just study. Just you can look it up for yourself. You don't gotta believe me. So I hit the fact that they only claim lineage from the southern uh, southern tribes, Judah, and um, they don't know what the ten tribes are. As I mentioned before, you study these people, their DNA takes them directly back to Europe. They originate from Europe. They originate from an area, uh, it's kind of like in the Russian, Ger Germanic area around there, Ukrainian area. These people were originally called the Khazars, the Khazars, Khazarians. And then not only that, over 90% of the self-proclaimed Jews in the world claim to be of Ashkenazi descent, which places their bloodline directly under the seat of Japheth, not Shem, so they are not Semites, they are not Semitic people. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And they, they try to lie about it, they try to say that, that it has nothing to do with that name, they just picked up that name, but... Why would you pick up another name? And then plus your DNA takes you back to that place. I mean, are y'all not understanding? You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, like I said previously, the mass majority of what their, their religious practices are is from the Babylonian Talmud, Jewish mysticism, not the Holy Scripture. And they only use the Scripture in times like this for propaganda. So, now we're going to get into the heavy stuff right here. I'm going to read you a letter on what's really going on. This letter was from one of the highest ranking, huge occultists, um, biggest occultists in the world. His name was Albert Pike. For those who know who are Freemasons and stuff, they know who this guy is. He wrote a letter in 1871 to Giuseppe Mazzini, who was the head of the Illuminati. And people are like, oh, this is just conspiracy theories. I'm going to read this letter to you and you tell me. Not only that, this letter was said to be displayed in one of Britain's museums until they took it down in 1977 and they claimed that, they, that it was never there. But for some reason, every time history seems to catch up to these people, they always have a way to hide it or whitewash it. So I'm going to read this letter. It says, Albert Pike letter to Mazzini. The Illuminati plan for three world wars, and this was written on August 15th, 1871. So, I'm going to just skip down to what he said about the world wars. He said that the first world war must be brought about 
in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of czars in Russia and of making that country a fortress of atheistic communism. <clears throat> Excuse me. Divergences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the British and Germanic empires will be used to foment this war. At the end of the war, communism will be built and used in order to destroy the other governments and in order to weaken the religions. We saw that after World War I. Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascist and the political Zionist. Political Zionist. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must become strong enough in order to balance Christendom, which would be when restrained and held in check until the time when we would need it for the final social uh, cataclysm. So we know for, for those who study history, if you study what happened during World War II, it was the Nazis against the world and all this other stuff. And after that, the political Zionists received the land in Palestine. It didn't belong to them. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. This was the Third World War. It said it must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the Illuminati between political Zionists and the leaders of the Islam Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam and the political Zionists, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. What are we seeing on television right now? Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight the, to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilist and the atheist, and we shall provoke formidable social, uh, formidable social cataclysm which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil. So with all this stuff going on, people are being torn apart side by side. The, the holy wars with Christendom, Islam, and Judaism. Right? <laughs> and what's crazy is they, base all, they all base their ideologies off of scripture. Which is not all the way right. So I'm going to finish this. It says, Then everywhere the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization. And the multitude disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer. Brought, brought finally out in public view, this manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement 
which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. So this letter was written in 1871 by Albert Pike. How on earth did he get such a prophecy? Like this, this is the first of all, it's a demonic prophecy, a demonic vision. Second, for all you Freemasons, that's that's who y'all leaders are. That's who y'all y'all idolize, right? Somebody that that works clearly for Satan. His his biography, if you look him up, it says he was an occultist. Like what the heck? Then yet y'all think y'all good if you were Freemasonry or fraternities and sororities, but. Like I said, we're going to touch that one uh, sooner or later. But this this whole thing that's going on in there is, is to distract the world on what's really going on. They're trying to make an entrance for the Antichrist. They are trying to make an entrance for the Antichrist. And they're going to use these quote-unquote holy wars to the point where people get worn down. Just like it says in uh, Daniel chapter 7 that... The beast will be given power And he's going to wear out a lot of the saints And a lot of the saints are going to be so worn out That they're going to believe the lies And a lot of the saints are believing the lies right now And he said that this ultimate goal with World War Three Was to bring everybody Into the belief Of Lucifer, the Antichrist, his doctrine because everybody's going to be so tired of fighting. Everybody's going to be so angry because of these three religions basically destroy the world. Without knowing that Satan's plot the whole time was to distract the people so that he could come through. So all you, quote unquote, I love America. I love this country. This country ain't going to last forever. They talk about they don't know who Babylon is. They know. They know who Mystery Babylon is. They know its system. They know its customs. They know the prophecy of it. They know that these countries are going to be destroyed. This place ain't going to last forever. It ain't, it ain't that sweet. Trust me. Trust me. But I told you about, you know, this war, what's going on with this war. And I know it's a lot of information, but... Run it back if you need to. I know it's deep. And uh, I probably had to do a recap on this one. But if y'all got questions, just please hit me up. And I could give you further detail according to what's in the word. But I'm going to tell y'all that about the war on true Israel. Because there's always been a war on the true Israelites. It just got different names. And I'm going to go through them real quick. Um, enslavement. Uh, Jim Crow. Lynchings. Welfare, the destroying of the family unit, COINTELPRO. COINTELPRO, if you don't know what that is, is a government, was an FBI operation done to destroy every single black group that rose up for civil rights and injustice. These are the very people that assassinated, eliminated our leaders, MLK, Malcolm, the Black Panthers, and all these guys. Medical experimentation. All the stuff they've done on us, uh, sterilizing young women, they didn't even know. Putting mosquitoes in the projects that were carrying diseases. Come on. I mean, the war on drugs. And, and the crazy thing with the war on drugs is really it was the war on our people. 
because these they know they they put the crack in the communities, and then they was locking up the brothers that was the brothers and sisters that was on it. But when the heroin epidemic happened in the Midwest, and I myself lived in the Midwest at one point, and I was seeing people and seeing white people like drugged out, and and I never seen them like that for real. They was drugged out. A lot of them was missing teeth and stuff because they was on heroin. But when they was on heroin, they was taking them to the hospital and taking them to rehabilitation centers. But as soon as people was on crack, they was locking them up. Why? Because it was never a war on them. It was a war on our people. The war on crime. 1994, that, that crime bill that was passed by, you know, y'all, y'all president, um, Mr. Biden and the Clintons and all them dudes. They was locking up brothers left and right. Some brothers that even deserve it. But then again, that's the disobedience of what happens when you don't follow what the Most High said. The prison industrial system. The prison industrial system, right? We know that they needed people in the jails because these were privately owned institutions. And you could get a tax write-off. So these people was trying to pump our people in there. And what they did, they started infiltrating our music, murder, violence, rap, all that stuff. And then as soon as hip-hop changed, there was an increase of brothers going to jail. And if you do the statistics, there's more brothers and brothers and sisters in jail right now than there was uh, our people enslaved during the 1800s. There's a few million of our people that's incarcerated right now. You see what I'm saying? Uh, police brutality is also on our people. They try to make it seem like it's just isolated incidents, but they know what they're doing. The whitewash in the history, all right? Y'all know what they do. They try to make them Egyptians look white. They have actual uh, evidence and videos where they caught the people um, literally using acid on the former hieroglyphs of the Egyptians so they could look white. They were lighting them up. But you know why they do that? Because they understood that all those people in the era were dark skin, they had dark skin, brown skin color. So they needed, they needed, they need to, they need a lie. But you can't, you can only hide a lie so long. You know the word says that the the truth always comes out. You know the food deserts. I just came back from NY recently, not too long ago, and out there it's crazy. You know I'm staying with my father, and I'm asking him like, "Hey, Dad, where's?" You know, it's like the nearest Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, like about an hour, and then Whole Foods probably about two hours all the way in Manhattan. And then, you know, all the food around us was junk. I'm just like, yo, how do you live? You see our people got a whole bunch of health problems and stuff. Um, <coughs> Excuse me, economic inequality. We know that's real. Educational inequality. And not only that, if we study further back in history, we would see that in the 1400s, when our people were kicked out of the uh, Iberian Peninsula, which is Portugal, and Spain, because a lot of our people, the original Sephardim, Sephardics, were living out there, and they were exiled, excuse me, to Santo May. They were exiled to uh, Angola. This is historically documented. You can look this up for yourself. They were practicing Hebrews, people that actually practiced what the Bible was saying. And these people were also killed. You know, these people were, were raped, kidnapped, murdered, lynched. But nobody talks about the war on our people. Nobody talks about the fact that they 
they use melanin for computer chips. Where do they get that joint from? Huh? Not only that, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people that use melanin pills. Um, Caucasian guys, people. Like I said, I don't have no problem with anybody, but it's just like, why does this stuff get covered up? Where do they get that melanin from? Have you ever heard of organ harvesting? The first people they look for is our people to harvest organs. But y'all don't know about that war, huh? Because they never tell you about the real war. The real war is never always... (laughs) Like the, like like that one dude said, the revolution will not be televised. The real the real stuff that's going on is never on the media. It's never shown on TV. It's always brushed and pushed up under the rug. You know what I'm saying? How about how about when they was using our babies as gator bait? It said it's said to believe that the last known cases of their people using our our babies as gator bait. Was in the 1920s. My great grandmother from my father's side. Is about 96. So not far from her. Not far from her. Her childhood. Her life. You see what I'm saying? So so what is it that. What is it that people aren't understanding? You know what I mean? What What is it that. It's because people don't study. That's why the word says. In all that getting. Get understanding. Get understanding. If you really read the scriptures to understand it, not not through a lens of, oh, this is what I taught, I was taught, so I'm just gonna read it this way. If you really read it to understand what's going on, you will see like, oh snap, like this ain't what I thought it was. And, and it, it's nothing wrong with knowing that you was wrong, cause that's that's how you learn. You see what I'm saying? But nobody talks about this war on our people. But like I said, because people do not read their Bibles in its entirety to understand, they think a group of converted Europeans with no ties to that land are the chosen people. But the curses of Deuteronomy 28 still stand. And 46, verse 46, it says, And they shall be upon, and I'm sorry, they shall be upon them for a sign and wonder. Upon thy seed forever. He's talking about the curses that will be upon our people as a sign of wonder for our, uh, on our people forever, on our seed forever. So, like I always conclude, guys, why does this stuff matter? Because we had to serve the Most High in spirit and truth, and we had, we had to we had to accept our Messiah and keep his his law, statutes, and commands, because that's where he set himself. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, he says, For any of you that teach, he said, he said I, I have not come to destroy the law or the prophets, but I have come to fulfill it. For any of you who teach to do otherwise, you shall be considered the least in my kingdom. In verse 18, it says, For those of you who do teach them and do follow and keep the commandments, he said, you shall be considered great in my kingdom. So if that's straight out of Christ's mouth, our Messiah, then we should do that. And no, the, the law is not a burden. When you actually study what it is, it, it's all protection. You know what I'm saying? People that, that say that we can't keep the law, it's not necessary. It's because they never looked into it. <clears throat> they never looked into it, man. It's like, if you if you read it, it's just it's like common sense stuff. Like, this, 
<laughs> this this country, the United States has over 5,000 federal laws, not including your state governing laws. Most people don't have an issue following those, but for some reason, when you tell people, hey, you know, Christ said we're supposed to follow the laws. Paul never preached against, against the laws. They, uh, they go kind of crazy. They think you crazy because you want to be honorable to the most high. There's somewhere in the in Psalms it says that, you know, keeping the laws and commands brings upon righteousness. So there's something that comes attached with it. You see what I'm saying? And <clears throat> if your heart's right before the Holy Spirit, you know, like, I shouldn't be doing stuff. You shouldn't do certain things. But also, how do you know if you're not supposed to be doing certain things where you don't study what he doesn't want you to do? You see what I'm saying? So, like I said, guys, I know this one was long. <laughs> But just run it back when y'all got the time. Uh, like I said, hit me up. I, I love everybody. Well, love. Uh, I love the fact that everybody's reaching out and uh, just just asking questions about the subject matter that we've been going over. So I truly appreciate it. I do have a Cash App tag. Uh, finally, it is. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, so I can keep doing what I'm doing, it is dollar sign TP. TB pod POD dollar sign TPTB pod POD and uh you know where to find me on Instagram at Jared BX J E R E T B X and at um the uh the people to book podcast and that is at TPTB podcast on IG as well without further ado guys I love y'all Salam